welcome to the Seed to Sow podcast. I am Lisa Weathers Hall, and I am excited to share a word from the Lord with you today. I pray that you will be encouraged by what God speaks to us through this message. Just look at me now. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. And she said to him, As surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. In the first chapter of the book of 1 Samuel, we are introduced to a woman named Hannah. When we meet Hannah, you might say she is something of a tragic figure. We immediately learn two things about Hannah. First, she is one of two women married to a man named Elkanah. But second, and most importantly, Hannah was childless. Through no fault of her own, Hannah was unable to bear children while her rival, the other wife, Penina, had sons and daughters. In fact, the scripture says the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. Year after year, Elkanah and his wives and children went up to worship and sacrifice to the Lord at Shiloh. And Penina used these opportunities to provoke Hannah until she cried and refused to eat. To his credit, Elkanah was sensitive to Hannah's grief, and he did what he could to show her favor. But nothing he did could satisfy Hannah's longing for a child. When we pause to show appreciation for all that mothers do and to recognize and acknowledge the important and irreplaceable role that they play in our lives, there is much we can learn from Hannah, this woman who from all appearances at first would not qualify for motherhood. First, Hannah refused to allow her suffering to silence her prayer. Hannah had failed miserably in the one area that society used to determine a woman's value. This wasn't a short-term problem. Hannah suffered year after year, waiting, longing for what must have seemed more and more like an impossibility. Hannah's suffering was intensified by seeing her rival birth multiple children. As women, we have a tendency to compare ourselves with others, and this is always a source of misery and anxiety. This need to measure ourselves by the standards of others, to see our beauty and value only as a reflection of what we see and hear in the media, is a slippery slope. And it is a distraction from what should be our determination to run with perseverance the race laid out for us, as it says in Hebrews 12. Each of us has an individual race laid out for us. Comparing ourselves to others and what they have and measuring our beauty by whatever is the current 
airbrushed, cosmetically altered image of beauty on television and in social media is an insult to the God who fearfully and wonderfully made each of us. But Hannah did not allow her suffering to silence her prayer. Hannah stood up in her anguish. In spite of her long suffering, look what Hannah did. The scripture tells us that one day after the sacrifice, after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up as Eli the priest was sitting on a chair in the Lord's temple. This must have taken courage, but she stood up anyhow in her anguish. In Mark chapter 3, it tells us about when Jesus entered the synagogue and there was a man with a withered hand and the people watched to see if people would, um, if Jesus would heal him. It would have been easy for the man to hide his hand. But Jesus told him, stretch out your hand. The man stretched out his hand and it was immediately restored. Hannah stood up and revealed her anguish. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. We do ourselves a disservice and we don't prove anything to God when we pretend that everything is always just all right. Something happens when we admit and acknowledge our need for God. Second, Hannah repeated her request. She prayed persistently. She kept on praying. Hannah prayed deeply, intensely, fervently, passionately, and she kept on praying. We read in verse 12 that as Hannah kept on praying to the Lord, the prophet Eli observed her mouth. She was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Hannah was praying so intensely, Eli thought she had been drinking, but Hannah corrected his perception. Not so, my Lord, Hannah said. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. How often do we forfeit the joy and fulfillment we could experience if we would not just pray, but continue to seek the Lord if we would just pray consistently, continually. Jesus told a parable in Luke 18 about an unrighteous judge who feared neither God nor man and a widow who kept appealing to him for justice. Finally, because she was so persistent, because the widow refused to give up, because she kept asking, the unrighteous judge said, I will grant your request. You know, we would do well to learn from our little ones and how they make requests. My grandson Malik has a special tea 
that he enjoys when he comes to Nana's house. It's a fruit tea, and he assumes that I will always have it for him. So often when he is eating a meal, he wants his special tea to go with it. And he will say, Nana, can you make my special tea? And if I get distracted with other cooking duties or if I will leave the room, he asks again, Nana, have you made my special tea yet? And then if I still don't move more quickly, he says, Nana, is the tea ready? How many times have we failed to claim the full blessings of God because we fail to admit our need and we cease to pray, to seek the Lord in our anguish, even in our grief, even when we are deeply troubled and it doesn't seem like the answer is coming quickly. The scripture tells us that in the course of time, Hannah gave birth to a son and she named him Samuel saying, because I asked the Lord for him. Hannah took the time to nurture this child. And when she had weaned him, she took him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When we cry out with intensity to the Lord and he answers our prayers, we owe it to God to come back to him with the same intensity of worship. Hannah finally returned to worship. She came back to testify about what God had done for her. And she gave back to God the precious gift she had asked God for. Hannah brought the boy to Eli. She said, surely I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. In other words, I know you thought I was a hopeless case. You even thought I was drunk with wine. But just look at me now. I just want you to know, Reverend Eli, that I am the one they laughed at. I am the woman they said would never have a child. I'm the woman they counted out. But just look at me now. Surely, I am the woman. You know, I've been around churches and church people all my life, and I've observed that something very interesting happens to some of us once we get saved. We put on our church clothes and our shiny good shoes, and we forget how far down God had to reach to bring us up out of that place where we were. And we forget just how lost we were. There's a recent radio documentary about how black people who migrated to the South, from the South to the North, often failed to share with their children just how painful and brutal their lives had been. As a result, their children failed to fully appreciate all their parents had endured. Sometimes when we get saved, we want to rewrite history. and We want to pretend that we've always been saved and we lose our sensitivity to those who are in need of salvation because we forget just how lost we used to be. I don't ever want to forget how badly I needed the Lord in my life. 
I don't ever want to take for granted the miracle of salvation in my life or forget the miracles he has performed since he saved me. I will always return to worship because I know I really was sinking deep in sin. I was helpless and hopeless. I know the times I cried out to the Lord and he heard my cry through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have already come. But you see, I know that I know that I know it was grace that brought me safe thus far. There was a time when I was lost, but just look at me now. Surely, I am the woman. Like Hannah said, so now, so now, so now I give him to the Lord. And the scripture said, and he worshiped the Lord there. This little boy worshiped the Lord, this long awaited child who would be trained in the temple and grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and men to be a mighty man of God, a prophet of the Lord. Can you say, like Hannah, so now, because of what God has done in my life, I can look back and see that there were times that were very difficult. But just look at me now. And because of what God has done, I give back to him all I am and all I have. Can you say that by the grace of God, surely I am the woman who stood here, hopeless, helpless, but just look at me now. Hannah refused to allow her suffering to silence her prayer. Hannah repeated her request. She kept on praying. And finally, Hannah returned to worship. Amen. Join us again next week for the Seed to Sow podcast with Reverend Lisa Weathers Hall. You can also reach us by email at seed to sow ministry at gmail.com. S E E D T O S O W ministry at gmail.com. God bless you.